shit. You said you missed me? I've been seeing you in a while. <laughs> trying to get it on record. You missed me? What the fuck? <laughs> it's my destiny to track my members in it? <laughs> I ain't got nothing to say. Well, thanks for missing me. Wow, that's... that's <laughs> That's what you call emotion. I missed you too. No, you don't. You don't have to lie to me. It's funny. All right. This episode. Nobody's keeping track of the yeah, Shoot Shoot Podcast. Stop counting like Yeah, we here. Y'all know what it is. Um. How we. Okay. How are we starting this? It's the Shoot Your Shot Podcast. Stop it. Shoot Your Shot Stop Podcast. It. Cue to George Lopez music. That, <laughs> that's. <laughs> But I just saw this as, as I was like scrolling. BT Dubs. Yeah, yeah, the girl that died. Okay, what do y'all want to start with? Can we please talk about Nipsey first? Sure, I think that's a good. I think oh, that's a good suggestion. Man. That mess hurt my entire. Like, I don't really get sad to like sad or like emotional over like celebrities or stuff like that passing away, but that hit different last night when I saw that. That don't hit so, cause I was at work when I saw that he passed away. First of all, my condolences to him, his family, his wife, his kids, his everyone that was everyone that's attached to him. So let's should we just say like what's going on for anybody who has not heard yeah, if you the news? Heard uh, as of right now, thirty uh, three year old uh, entrepreneur. Musician, rapper, philanthropist, Grammy nominated, uh, Nipsey Hussle was uh, shot and killed in front of his own store uh, yesterday afternoon in California. Um, yeah, kind of shook every like everything stopped kind of when he when he passed. Um, I'm not. I don't want to kind of jump into the whole conspiracy theory deep end on this. I just want to say my condolences to everyone involved, um, everyone attached and linked to Nipsey Hussle. Uh, and it it was crazy too because on my way back from like Richmond, I was listening to his album. So it was just like, I uh, hit it that that hit different to really, you know see things like that happen in like real time it's, it's ridiculous so i was actually on the phone with a friend yesterday and i guess they were on facebook while we were talking and he saw it and he got like dead silent like he wouldn't say anything and i was like what's going on he's like i don't really know right now and he kind of like stopped and then when he told me he was like i feel like they're like right around the same age and he was like, your life is really short. Like, you don't really know when is your last opportunity or your last breath or your last chance to say something to somebody. Mm-hmm. Um, and he, like, really had a moment. Um, I had watched his interview on The Breakfast Club 
like last year i think it was mm-hmm. it was last year um but i also like a couple of days ago he did a video with his girl like they were like asking each other questions it was the gq know your relationship thing yeah i saw it on youtube yeah um i don't know it's it's really sad uh, I second your condolences to his family. I think it's really sad that they're sharing. Yeah. I haven't been really on Facebook today, um, so I don't really know everything that's happening on Facebook. But from my understanding, like they've been sharing the video of him getting shot. Um, I haven't. I don't know. I haven't seen any video of anything like that. But also prayers up for the other two people that were involved in the shooting that got shot as well. Yeah, I think they were taken um, to the hospital. Yeah, Nipsey um, was the only one that passed away. But there was two other people involved in the shooting as well. Um, but yeah, that that was crazy. It That hit me the same way Mac Miller's death hit me. It was, it was foul. Yeah. I, I was... I took... I took the ill nap yesterday like at 6 and I woke up like at 9.30 and I actually found out from you because for whatever reason Twitter notifies me every time you post now I don't know because maybe because I keep interacting with you when I, hey. whenever I get on Twitter so I saw it on yours and I was like nah so you know the typical millennial thing to do is to go check Facebook or another social media site mm-hmm. instead of an actual freaking news source and all down the timeline, all you see is pictures and rest in pieces. And I was like, yo, you gotta yeah. be kidding me. And it just, um, it just kind of made me think like, yo, like this man was at the peak of. He was on he was, he was at the peak of like, he was at a peak performance. Like he literally was making great music. This man was crazy giving back to his community and, and changing um, the narrative. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? He changed, well, first of all, he changed his own narrative. You know what I'm saying? He was a crip, is a crip, was a crip, excuse me. I don't know how I should phrase that, but was involved in gang activity and flipped all of that through rap and ended up buying properties and putting stuff back in his, in his hood and, and hiring like artists and. You know what I mean? Just putting stuff back in the community. Like, he, and he had, you know what I'm saying? He had found love with Lauren London. And you could tell, like, it wasn't no, oh, this is just for the look. Like, he really loved her. He was yeah. uplifting her. You know what I'm saying? Like, they really had something special. They just had a child together. It might not even be, like, one or two yet. Um, like, he was, he just got just taken too soon. Like, he was, like, a peak performance. Like, we will never know, like, what his true potential was. Because yeah. he was really just getting started. He was really just on a roll, and it got yeah. snatched. Like, I don't know who did it. I don't know. I don't. I've been all day seeing people go back and forth with the conspiracy theory or, like, the just, it's us killing us. But regardless of what it was, it was foul. It was wrong. And um, his life was taken too soon. And, like, they, I mean, whoever did it, like, they knew what they were doing. You know what I'm saying? Like, a mm-hmm. report said it was five shots to the body and one to the head. Like, he was pretty much executed, and it's it's so unfortunate, man. Like, I don't pretend to have been like the greatest Nipsey Hussle fan, but like, I got into him kind of like in the last year and a half when um, Victory Lap started being discussed for album of the year, as far as rap albums was concerned, around the time of the Grammy. So I was like, yeah, I gotta check this out because everybody's talking about it, and it was a solid body of work that made me look into other pieces of his work. So I had. 
downloaded um or added Victory Lab to my stream on Apple Music and then I, I added Crenshaw as well. And Fire. just between the two of those, like solid bodies of work, like and I don't even really be on West Coast rap, but he just really was authentic to who he was and where he was from and mm-hmm. low key he was a spitter, like but he was dropping knowledge too. Like he literally was putting in the music about how to free yourself financially and how to like you know what I mean, overcome these things and like Again, just too soon, like, of course, condolences to his family, man. His son that got to grow up without a father. His daughter that got to grow up without a father. Lauren London, you know what I'm saying? He was going to marry that woman, I believe, in my heart. And, you know what I mean? They was going to really do something. And it's like, it's foul. I'm not even going to lie. I wrote a verse today to one of his beats that I'm going to probably record and maybe try to get somebody to shoot a little video for us. It's going to be like a minute and like 15 seconds, but... Probably try to put it on Instagram, not to try to like make my name for myself. I just felt a way about it, and I literally was playing his stuff on the way into work today. And this one particular song, I heard this beat. I just started kind of mumbling some stuff to myself, and when I got to work, I really wrote the verse in like not even twenty minutes. Like, and so like I'm gonna, you know, what I'm saying post that just to express how I felt about it. But like again, just taking too soon, and it's like. Yo, I, I don't know me today that, like, I don't know. Like, I don't want to, again, I'm not tapping into, like, conspiracy or nothing like that. But, like, yo, when you really are trying to empower people and do do the work, the community work and the stuff that's necessary, like, anything can happen to you. And I, I posted today that I was just like, yo, I, I don't pretend that I'm doing work on some great scale like Nipsey did or... Hove or any one of these people or anybody, but like I know I'm doing stuff that's changing lives. You know what I'm saying with the work I do with kids on a daily basis, and like I would die for my work. You know what I'm saying the stuff I would die for these kids that I work for. Like I notice in my heart, but I also have to accept that like I could die from this work, like because I know that like in time, like if things play out how I see it in my head, like yeah, I'm gonna get bigger than what I am now, and like I'm gonna be able to reach more people, and like some people don't like those kind of things to see people flourish, and, like. Yo, you could really be out here trying to do good and people will just rise up and hate or from a place of hate and try to snuff you out because mm-hmm. of your potential and like that realization that like that can happen from doing the right thing is crazy. On top of just trying to survive just being black, period, or being a black man, whatever, but a person of color, but like I think it's necessary to know to like to know like work that you're doing, like be able to to have that realization or that understanding that you could die doing it or like having something to live for or to having work to do that is worth dying for is important. And I think too, like, I don't think he, I don't know how to say that. Like, I I don't know him like that, but I would think like, yo, could there have been a better way for him to go? Like he literally was standing in front of the store that he built from scratch to serve his community. Like, it's fat that they did it right in the same community, but, like, mm-hmm. literally died in a place that he knew, you know what I'm saying, that he was familiar with. Yeah. So it's, like, it's a gift and a curse to that. Like, it's a beauty in it, and it's the ugliness to it as well. They're like, damn, like, I, I did this for y'all, and you're going to kill me right here in front of my shit. But, like, at the same time, it's, like, where, you know what I'm saying? Like, how else would you want to, you know what I'm saying? Like, outside of, like, dying peacefully in your sleep, like, yo, yeah, like, if I'm going to go, like, Take me out and where I did did the work that was changing a lot. You know what I mean? I don't know. 
there's so many different ways you could look at it and things you could think about. But these are all things that kind of ran through my head today. But, like, I don't know, like, um, having work that's doing work that's worth dying for, like, how many people are really doing something that they're so passionate about that they'd be willing to give their life for it? You know what I'm saying? Like, people mm-hmm. are really working nine to fives. You're not dying for that job. Nope. But there's something in each of us that we're passionate about that you would put your life on the line for. Yeah. The work that I do with these teens and with children, period, I know every day of my life I put my life on the line for it. I know the work that I do creating space, like, even in my open mic at Cypher, I would, I would die for that. We have to be willing to stand up for something. You know what I mean? Like, mm-hmm. it's all stuff to think about. I don't know. Yeah. That's a hard transition for me. Um, I'm going to have to cut that part out, but... Cue the George Lopez music? No. Hold on. No. Listen. No. Honestly? I don't. I get emotional. Like, I just get hurt when people... In, in it. Pass and, like... And, like, just hearing everything you just said, like, his family, his kids, yeah. his girl, like, it's a lot. In... And even in death, we know he left a legacy. He left a legacy of entrepreneurship. He left a legacy of leadership. On land, buy things. Like he left, he left a legacy. He didn't, he didn't die in vain. For sure. He did not die in vain. He, he was fulfilling his purpose in life. Um. And so, with that, all we can do is send our condolences and prayers to the people that were around him and I disagree I'm not saying you can't send the condolences but that's not the only thing we could do I, we could I mean I wasn't done but oh yeah continue yeah, nah, with my go ahead, go ahead, go ahead. <laughs> nah I'm just like you know like it's it's not just so we send the prayers and condolences now it's like yo keep doing the work like look into ownership and look into teaming up with your people and and buying back the block and like Give it yeah. back to your community and like putting your your community on and your friends on and your you know what I'm saying the less fortunate people around you on. Yeah. I think that's really what the plan is. Yeah, that's that's pretty much exactly what I was gonna go into. But yeah, so it's wild, man. It's wild, and I think too like people are really lame for like the people that be like, "You ain't really a Nipsey fan." Name like, five songs. You lame for that. Your yeah, mom's yeah. a hoe. Stop. <laughs> Your sorry. mother's a hoe. <laughs> I'm sorry. Wow. Well, I just came out of left field, but your mother's a hoe. Nah, for the people that do that, like you can't yeah. grieve people because you know what I'm saying. Not like a you're not like, a bro. super fan. Or you, like, no, listen, but at the end of the day, I'm not a, a super blood. fan, but I, I I understand what the man stood for yeah. and the and work like, that he did. And like, it's it was like, important. And at the end of the day, it's okay <laughs> for me to mourn the loss of another black man, of a human being. Period. Yeah, like, of a human being. Like I don't have to be a fan of somebody to acknowledge that we lost someone great. Right. If you so, one of those people, you might as well. Yeah. I said what I said. Yeah. <laughs> and for all you jerks out there trying to capitalize off of the loss of someone, you're a terrible human being. Uh, I, un- I I believe you are a terrible human being for trying to capitalize and monetize off the loss of Nipsey Hussle. For those of you creating art, creating merchandise. I got to ask you a question off pod. Okay. For those of you creating, I'm saying I have nothing wrong with you creating art and showing your reverence towards the person. But if you're creating art and merchandise 
to monetize off of this. What if you're monetizing off of it to give back to attribute to him? No. What? No. Because if that's the case, you would have done it before. You, you. It wouldn't have like, made money before. And what so, if it would make money now and you can donate it to like a foundation in his name? That's not what's being done. Okay. That's not what's being done. What is being done? Can you give me an example? <laughs> I sure can. I sure can. Let me pull a homie's Facebook page because I saw it today. Oh, we about to blast somebody for real. No, because one, this is this is where all I, the, I saw a this example is, of what you're saying yes, with another artist do, today, and I'm um, like, but they made sure they kind of like. I'm not gonna say no I'm name. I'm not trying to. Yeah, but profit, no, because but one homie asking me, can I make yeah. this into a shirt? And oh no, nah, I wasn't even talking about that. It was uh, one homie. His artwork was stolen. I'm speaking, and I'm saying this in reference to this. His artwork was that he posted, like he created, he created a, a drawing or painting of of uh, Nipsey uh, standing alongside two other people and someone stole the picture and then pretty much copy and or photoshopped it onto like blank t-shirts and was selling them. Dang. Hmm. I know the picture you're talking about. Yeah. It was like Tupac, Dr. Sabian. Yeah. And so it's like to do something like that is terrible. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Because you stole Somebody just, else's work. Just so you can monetize off the death of someone else. Right. Doing, stealing somebody else's work, period, is, that's yeah, already that's, a no. That's like, already don't a do that. other people's work, your mom's a hoe. Yeah. <laughs> like, and as We're being, not naming the podcast your mom's a hoe. I didn't say you was. <laughs> I just wanted like, to let you know your mom's a hoe. Just that. as, just, just coming from an artist, like, I'd be pissed. Like, I'm, I'm looking for you, bro. Like, like, for if that was me, like, I'd be pissed. Like, you stole my artwork. And then you're trying to capitalize off of it. Yeah. So. Yeah. Um, yeah. So we send our condolences and our prayers. And we, we actually pray. Charlamagne the God was talking this morning about how like people say they're going to pray and they don't pray. Now, them saying they're going to pray is the prayer. I'm actually going do, to pray. Black people do it all the time. For their family. Um, and his girl. I can only imagine what that would feel like to like lose somebody that you like. I don't know, like you see on a daily basis. I would, I couldn't. I think I would fall apart. Um, so my prayers, my condolences, um, all of that. I think. Also, oh, not good. I think also like just what my friend was saying yesterday. Like, I think the fact that he's so young and so close to my age mm-hmm. is like even more like scary for me because I already feel like I'm getting old too fast. <laughs> Um, so like, just tell people you love them often. Um, speaking of telling someone you love them, if I ever get a chance to meet this guy, I want to tell him I love him because of the great things that he is doing. He's an amazing human being. I just want to give a special shout out to Jaden Smith and the work that he is doing in Flint, Michigan. Um, because he's creating a legacy of his own. Um, he created... The a water filtration system for Flint, Michigan. I didn't see this. Yeah, he created a water filtration system for Flint, Michigan, and I believe he's trying to get like, I think he's trying to distribute them throughout the city because it's certain spots where he has them set up. Mm-hmm. But what he's doing, it's crazy that one man is doing what more than what the United States government is doing for a city. Yeah. And 
so I just want to give a shout out to to someone else who uh, transitioning from someone who create who is who's leaving a legacy to someone who is building their legacy. The U.S. government, your mom's a hoe. Yeah, I'm sure they're listening to this as we're recording it. That's fine. Just want you to know, your mom's a hoe. The whole government. Yeah. <laughs> That's the wave I'm on tonight. Um. Yeah, he is creating just water. I like that he made it named it like just water. Yeah, it's you can they like, actually have it at Whole Foods. Like speaks on the fact like y'all can't just provide water. Like y'all, yeah. we are the United States of America. And y'all can't get clean water. Yeah, for these people because he he started his own water brand like three or four years ago, maybe mm-hmm. two or three years ago, called Just Water, and like. It comes in a. He made it where it's a recyclable. Uh, it's a container. water box. Yeah, it's a water box. It's recyclable, and everything like that. And then when the whole Flint thing came about this year, he started. He created the water filtration system, and it's freaking amazing what he's doing. Shouts out to you, Jaden, yeah. for whole, shooting your shot. The whole Smith and family. Doing y'all your are thing. legendary. Every last mm. one of y'all. Shout out the Red Table Talk. Little Smith man. The goat. Smith, shoot. Don't you say his mom. Oh. In this bucket list, man. Just living his best life. No, man, man, whatever, bro. Now I'm just playing. Will Smith is... That's one of the people I aspire to be in life. Can we go into Jesse? Oh, yeah. To so my boo. You, you, no, you're still... <laughs> yeah, you're still riding for the liar. Okay, cool. Yeah, this, These charges got mysteriously dropped. This bum. So, how do you think that happened? Like, easy. it... What was easy? Because uh, I don't really don't think it was like, oh, he had a good lawyer. No. It's pretty simple, actually. Uh, the thing, it's like, it's one of the things where it's like, what did he do outside of waste police man hours <laughs> that is worth going to jail for? Really? Seriously. What did he do? Think about it. And I'm not right for He lied. To who? To the police. Yes. So what did he do? Obstruction of justice. Okay. What did he do outside outside of wasting police time that I think what he got, which is you're you're stained in public opinion for pretty much the rest of your career. Whatever you have left of your career at this point. Because I'm pretty sure you're not gonna be on Empire, whatever thirty-third season it's on. Thirty-third season. Um, oh God! I watched like the first episode, and I never. Every season gets worse than the last. Um, They've lost me already. But it's it's one of those things where it's like, okay, cool. Is any it, any? It, it's crazy because I was actually listening to another pod that said it's like y'all put more effort into trying to send Jesse to jail than you did uh, trying to put the police that shot an unarmed black man in the back in jail. Y'all put more effort into this. And it's one of them things, too, where it's like, bro, like. Um, it's like, Jesse, like, I don't really care. I don't care. It's. I'm sorry. It's like, Jesse's just. I don't care. I mean, I guess I it's that- one of those two way streets, like happy that the system worked in his favor because i personally don't care what happened to him is what happens to white people all the time yeah like he got <laughs> off like most white people get off. he got off so good so, for him but at the same time like yeah your career is trash from here yeah nobody's gonna take you seriously um if they do let it back on empire you better just stick to that and not try to do anything outside I of guarantee that. You. and then you have to wait like 
five years after that to like resurface and try to do something new. Why she gonna try to re- supporting you? Like, Why she gonna try to resurface when the, like the next year with an album? Drop an album or something. Yeah. I started to say something about. <laughs> but it's like, bro, you, you did the dumbest thing possible. You accomplished literally nothing. I feel like. That's still your boo. He's if innocent. He, no, no, no. I don't think oh. he's innocent. I just think he's cute, so he's my boo. But, like, I don't... You know he plays with other team, right? I do, yeah, but that's... Yeah, he's a gay Tupac. That's okay. So... Um, um, I just feel like justice should have been served. And I think that maybe not 16 counts, maybe, like, three. You should have got some type of, like, some type of repercussions. That light skin privilege kicked in, girl. I don't know. I feel like if it, if it would have been on the opposite foot, if he would have got all 16 counts, then everybody would have been mad. Enough. Then everybody would have been mad, though, if he would have got all 16 counts. No. Who would have been mad? The black community? That he lied and got a... No, I feel like we would have been like, oh, well, if he was white, then he wouldn't have had 16 counts. He wouldn't have gotten charged with all 16. Like If he was white, he would have got what he got now. A slap on the wrist and the charges would have been dropped, uh, which is what he got. If he was black, we would have just been like, dude, we knew you lied. We would have just, yeah, we would have definitely made the comparison, but we wouldn't have tried to scapegoat him or bail him out. It would have just been like, yeah, he deserves to go to jail, but why ain't y'all put this much effort into convicting these people? I guess. I feel like he should have gotten something. Yeah. But who cares? <laughs> well, there's a whole bunch of people protesting outside right now. Um, like this is like updated like three hours ago, I think, that they want equality and justice for all, and blah blah that. blah. Miss me with that. Um, I don't really want that. Coming after the judge, Judge Knox, who like decided to dismiss, or no, Judge Fox, who decided to dismiss all the allegations. So, yeah. That's happening. People are people don't know what they want these days. People just want stuff to argue about. What do you mean by that? People just want people. People look for reasons to combat you. People, mm. anytime something goes on, whether it's positive or negative, people are just always going to look for a reason to. And it's funny because I have these discussions with my older brother because my older brother's kind of that way, but in a way of like. He does it. He'll say things just to get answers out of you or just to take the opposite side or just to contradict you. That's how my sister is. Yeah. And it's like, we, we have those conversations all the time. And so it's like, yo, that's how society is. But on the aspect of like, no, we want this to be negative. It's like, no, I'm, I'm just going to take the other side just because. And it's like, why? Mm-hmm. Like, sometimes it's okay to be on the side um, that everybody else that everybody else is on, <laughs> on because sometimes that side's actually right. Yeah. Like you don't always have to feel like you're the smartest person in the room. Mm-hmm. You don't always have to prove a point. It's not necessary. You know what I've realized? This is like completely not on the same topic, but <laughs> <laughs> I've realized this because you said you don't always have to feel like you're the smartest person in the room. And I used to be okay with like. Um, speaking in front of people or even like attention Mm -hmm. and now when attention comes on me i just realize that like in church groups like i'm on the leadership team now at church and like different things that happen my heart like i literally like have like physiological Mm -hmm. effects like my heart will start beating my stomach will get butterflies that's called anxiety sweetie i really do be having like 
really bad anxiety. Like, if I know they're going around and they're doing highs and lows for the week, and I know it's coming up to me. You're looking for an excuse to I'm like, I can't do this right now. And I don't know why that's developed over time, because I didn't have that. I used to be okay with, like, being the spotlight in the room. And now it's like, if you can just not notice me, I'm good. Like, if y'all can just pretend that I'm not here. Yeah. I am good. And it freaks me out. And that's not good because I low-key feel like whatever Jesus has on my life, I need to be speaking. I have four speaking engagements coming up next month. None of them that I went looking for. All of them that I said yes to. And I'm just like, I don't know. I'm the same way, but people don't believe me. Like, people don't believe me when I say I have a fear of public speaking. I legit do. But it's just like, I do it. Like, it's one of them things where it's like, I have a fear of public speaking initially, but once I do it and start talking, then I'm good. But after that, it's just like, like before that, it's just like, I'm just looking for the nearest exit. I never used to I have feel a- like lately, um, I've been having elite trainings at work, like, to train, like, volunteers and stuff. Yeah. And I thought I, <laughs> I thought I was going to be shook. I think I had more anxiety leading up to it than I did when I actually did it. Mm-hmm. Once I started out, like, I feel like when it's something you're passionate about, um, it's easy. Yeah. Like, I was really, like, dreading it. But when I started and I started talking about the organization and what I do and explaining it, explaining our process and our pedagogy to people, like, it, it just flowed. And, like, I look forward to it now. Like, it's, it's very easy for me to talk about things that I'm passionate about, like, stuff that actually interests me now if it's something that i don't care for like yeah i'm gonna be like oh god like Mm -hmm. but if it's something that's like yo i know it like the back of my hand and i i genuinely care about it yeah it doesn't really phase me anymore it really doesn't me personally i can only speak to my experience yeah yeah i could i could know it like the back of my hand i could be telling my own story (laughs) and be scared like i'm just like I don't know what it is. And it's only happened like this last year. I never used to feel all those feelings. And now it's like worse and worse. I legit my heart. Like one time I was at a, um, we were at like a life group and I legit had a friend like put their hand on my heart and I'm like, yo, my heart is like about to come out my chest right now. And it's just like from six or seven people sitting in a little circle and me having to talk. It's so weird. Um, but speaking about mental health, we can transition into Big Sean and... Um, him coming or uh, yeah. talking about his depression, anxiety, um, and how he's kind of been coping with it and dealing with it. I don't remember who shared this in the group. Probably Q. Probably. Yeah, I think it was Q. Because it was crazy because for the longest, I was like, I ain't heard nothing from Big Sean in a minute. And I was like, where is he at? Like, I've been wanting some music. It was crazy. I've been listening to some old stuff. And I was like, man, he's so underrated. To this day. Underrated. To this day. Big Sean is nice. To this day, I think his first album is is his best album. The Finally Famous? Yeah. That's the one I went back and I was playing. Like, to this day. classic. That was like the summer of 2011. That was like the, that was the soundtrack to my summer that summer. I I don't skip a song on that album. I play every song. That album Definitely had some heaters up there. Yeah. Like that guy. I wish um, control was actually the, the control was actually out. Like, yeah. Did uh, is him and Janae Iko still together? I think they broke up. Oh. It I talks think. in here about like toxic relationships, and I don't know what that was hinting at. Cause he wasn't he with Ar- Ariana too. Yeah. He was with her before he got with Janae. 
him and Janae made music together yeah, too though. That, well, that, I mean, uh, I think he made, made a song or two, but he, they made a they whole made album a, together. Yeah, twenty eighty eight. That twenty eighty eight album went hard. Kind of slaps. <laughs> kind of slaps. Before they made an album, no, he had a joint on the Detroit mixtape that was like, um, "I'm gonna be." I'm gonna that be. joint went hard. Yes, they had a song together. But anyway, back to what we was talking about. Big Sean came out and his thirty. Was thirty first birthday? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And he was just like, "Yo, I was in a negative space. My energy was off." And he got some counseling, and he found out. You know what I'm saying? He was dealing with a few things, and he went to therapy, and he dealt with it, which is dope. Yeah. And really, the conversation is more so about one. Uh, kudos to him for being honest and opening up about it. Mm-hmm. But it's more so about for me. Um, one, celebrities letting people know that they struggle with real things and they're real people. Two. Yeah. Um, him speaking up on it frees up other black men to speak up and be uh, free themselves up to talk about it because we don't talk about it in our community. Um, and like, I mean, just people in general to talk about it, but especially black men. But like, I don't know. People don't think it's cool to go to therapy or whatever. It shifts the stigma that it's not cool to get help. Um, mm-hmm. When more and more celebrities talk about it, you know what I'm saying? Hove came out at the New York Times interview and was like, yo, I go to therapy. You know what I'm saying? Big Sean is saying that now. You know what I mean, different people are admitting it. And it's, it's good because it starts a conversation. It starts a dialogue. It just frees people up to be more confident to go get help. Um, or just to have a, a checkup within themselves um, just to see where they're at and to, to start getting um, more fine-tuned with um, their mental state is important. Yeah. I, I can't even say, like, I went to get a physical the other day, and more than once, the dude was, like, asking me questions, and he was, like, ask me about depression, and ask me about anxiety, and I'm like, so a physical, like, sir, you to check out my, like, do the knee tap, check my reflexes, you asked <laughs> me about depression, like, <laughs> but I was like, nah, and, but I, at the same time, like, I walked away from that, I was like, yeah, I kind of appreciate that he asked me about it, and he asked me more than once, like, he rephrased the question, and I was like, nigga, you trying to trick me, like, you doing, like, <laughs> like, I was like, nah, I'm good, like, I, I know my, my triggers or whatever, like, causes these things, and I'm kind of past them right now in this current season, but, like, I was like, I'm cool, and then when he got to ask me about, like, family history, like, blood pressure and all this other stuff, but, like, he did ask me, and I was just like, hmm, interesting but um yeah it's a conversation that needs to be had man and like the more people talk about it the more we could crush that stigma and the more people could get help because people are hurting period yeah i explained um this to one of my clients like because they were like i don't i never wanted to go to therapy because i felt like i would be like the crazy person and they were spanish speaking so like in our culture it's like um you know we call it, like, anxiety attacks, we call it ataque de nervios, which is, like, it's a normal thing. Like, you're just having, like, a little nervous spell. Say that again. Ataque de nervios. Who? Ataque de nervios. I'm not saying it again. Okay, so we were talking about how, like, Ataco if your tooth hurts, you're going to go to the dentist. If you're, like... You're so disrespectful. <laughs> I'm trying to say If it. your tooth hurts, you're going to go to the dentist. If you're... A dental no huevos. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> That's your fault because you said it super fast and they give them a chance to If your eye... If you have problems with your vision, you're going to go to the eye doctor. Like, if you're having issues with your emotional health, like, you need to go speak with someone who is 
able to help you with your emotional health and your mental health. And I think that, uh, like he was saying, like the stigma around speaking to somebody is like, oh, well, if you sit on the couch, then you're like crazy. It's like, no, I feel like even if you're completely healthy, you should have a checkup at least every six months with a therapist. You should have a regular therapist that if you ever needed to in a moment of crisis, you don't have to check yourself into a behavioral health center. You could be like, yo, can I make an appointment with you next week? And they already have your history and they have your all of your stuff and they can see you within a week. Like, mm-hmm. that should be something that every person should have. The same way that on your car, on your, not your car insurance, your medical insurance, everybody needs to have a primary care physician. Everybody needs to have a primary health, mental health professional. Like, why wouldn't you have a primary mental health professional if, like, your mental health is the most important part of your physical health? Like, that doesn't make any sense to me. And I think that as a culture, as a society, as a world, like, we just don't really speak about it as often mm-hmm. as we should so yes kudos to big sean for talking about it for talking about how therapy helped him um and for talking about you know like how he was in a bad space and how he just wants to work to becoming a better person like just because you're sitting in front of somebody don't mean they gotta diagnose you if you're not using insurance there's no reason for them to diagnose you that was one of my biggest things like i was like i work with people i know diagnosis you're not putting this diagnosis on me because I know what I would be diagnosed with. Like, and I don't want to walk around with that label. So like you just pay cash. And I know that some people don't have the opportunity to pay cash, but there's programs and there's services that can provide you with free therapy. And there's also programs and services that can go on a pay scale. So get the help that you need. Um, Moving on or still on this? We can move on to us. Bah, bah, bah. The number one movie in America. That's all I hear on commercials. Oh, so is this is this, this, this your big announcement? Or is this what we're doing? No, us. Okay. Oh, us. I thought you meant like us. Yeah. Uh, okay. Slowly. Us, the movie. I'm sorry, I haven't eaten so my brain don't work. Um, The movie. The movie, yes. That movie blew my entire mind. Okay, so what did you get from the movie? Let's start there. Um... Jordan Peele's two for two. Uh, <laughs> I just be wondering what Jordan Peele be sitting at home thinking about. Like, is he like? He would. I, like, and I was watching an interview, and he said that he doesn't write anything down. Oh, he he's home. He said he doesn't he's write. Home? He said he just sees these little pictures in his head, and I was like, when, he's where? <laughs> he said, um, he said uh, a couple of like the scenes and everything. Can, are we doing spoilers on this? I feel like people should have. That's it. Time. If you haven't watched this, if you haven't seen it by now, then skip <laughs> by it. By the ahead. time this drops, it'll have been out for like two weeks. So yeah. yeah. So if it, you haven't seen it, within the rules. Yeah, yeah. If you haven't seen it, it's on you, and it's your fault. If you and haven't seen it, press pause. <laughs> skip ahead. Um, whatever. Do what you do. But either way, yeah. He said like he, he there were certain scenes like that inspired that he got from like YouTube and stuff like that. Like the hands across America. That um, was actual thing. movement. Yeah, during uh, was it Reagan? Um, Reagan. I think it was like Reagan. seventy-nine or eighty-nine. Yeah, Reagan or was like president that. when it happened, and that inspired that whole last scene, mm-hmm. which put everything in perspective. I was like, oh, I get it. Mm-hmm. I get it. Okay, so I think the boy was switched out too. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But wait a minute. Okay, so the boy was the one that was really close to mom. He couldn't get on B either the way she couldn't get on B. And I think that there's a second part coming out, and I think Boy was switched out too. I disagree. Okay. 
because because you saw the second boy. No, I think boy was switched out at a previous time in like a previous gave, summer vacation or something. Please, exp- please explain because they give you no. I didn't see any any evidence of that. I didn't see any evidence that it was gonna be the other woman, but then at the end it was because they gave you evidence towards the end of the movie. <laughs> they gave you no evidence at all in the movie that the boy was switched out. He didn't rock on the same beat. That's because she taught him to snap off beat. His mom, his sister was always like, you're, you're weird. He wouldn't talk to anybody the same way she wouldn't talk to anybody. He was really low on his communication skills. He could have been autistic. He kept wanting to do this like the kid down below was doing. That's because he actually had the thing in his hand. Didn't you see that? He, that's when she told, that's why when she, uh, when they first met the tethered, when he took him into the closet, she was like, show him your magic trick. He actually had a lighter attached to his hand. He was had it attached to his hand the whole time, even when they were in the car. He just couldn't get it to light. He actually had that on him the entire movie. I think he was switched out, too. I can't. I don't know. I just, I think he was. The whole movie was put in perspective for me when I actually read the Bible verse attached to it. Um, some of the themes were classism, of course, racism. Shout out to the white people for finally dying early. Um, wow, the way that he like the way the guy was like, Oh, if she looks like you, I can knock you out. That was like a speak on like toxic masculinity and how like See, we just kind of like Wakanda? think women like violence against women is just like Yo, cool. he was trash, I he was it. useless. Like, he took dad. He was like six, seven, yeah. two something. Oh, hold on, I want to say he was useless. He kind of held his own towards the end, he just wouldn't shut up. Yeah, that's he went. He, he was took. Cornball, yeah, he took was. dad mode to another level of what. But that was intentional. Yeah, of course it was. Everything that Jordan Peele does in his movies are intentional. Yeah. But like, he kind of held his own afterwards. I just didn't like the part where it was like, "Bro, shut up!" <laughs> I just wanted him to shut up. So what did you get overall from the movie? <laughs> huh? What did you get overall from the movie? What did I get overall? Oh man, that. Oh, I just want to say I went and saw this on the day it came out, and y'all saw it like the following week, yeah. which was like a week ago from now. I never really go see movies when they come out because I don't like being around a bunch of people. But that's like the best when everybody's reacting. Like we was all like, <laughs> "What?" <laughs> In a movie yeah. Yeah. But yeah, I feel you though. Like the only yeah, I don't really go see movies the day it comes out. I might go see it the day after. I haven't done that in a long time, but it was worth it. We was yeah. in there dying laughing, like everybody was like It was more funny. It wasn't scary. There was a lot of yeah. funny moments in that movie. I think he balanced the the scary with the uh with the comedy just right so yeah. that it wasn't necessarily like terrifying because it was like you literally were laughing right here and ten seconds later yeah. it was like a jump scare or like they did something, he's like, Oh snap, but it wasn't and I didn't know this either. I found out too why Lupita Lupita's tethered character could talk before like I figured out that she was like switched but the actual voice that she had the reason she sounded that way that's an actual like disease I wouldn't say a disease but it's like when you stop talking for a very long time your voice t- sounds like that mm. yeah that would make sense um that laugh yeah, you know, that, was creepy though. That's the switch out was like I mean like the that I caught like that the I re, I realized that she was the copy and the 
the tethered was the original, like maybe like five minutes before they actually showed you. She I started wish I walking down. I was like, how does she know where v, she's going? Because I went to the movies with V. When she said that, that's when I was like, I was like yo, she yeah, really knows. She knows where she's she, going. That's what she was saying the entire the entire scene. She was like, oh, no, she man. knows this area too well. Like she yeah, knew exactly yeah, yeah. where I she was going. That too. So afterwards, like she was walking right down, and then like when. Um, they were downstairs. She was attacking her. And she was just like dancing around her. And like, uh, first of all, I love that scene. I love that scene though. Mm-hmm. That was really good. The, with the flashbacks of them as younger women as ballet dancers. Oh, it was so beautiful. That that scene was the so beautiful. The cinematography in the movie was excellent. Let's talk about that. The the oh my favorite part. The shot when she was going down the escalator, like the way it was shot and how it was centered in the color palette, all yeah. that was crazy to me. Like I love the scene when she was talking to the tethered, when Lupita was talking to her tethered self in the classroom, and she was writing on the chalkboard, and it, the way the camera angle was, it was the tethered Lupita's face, and then you see her in the background. That angle was amazing to me. Yeah, he chose his shots very well. That, that if she doesn't get like every award that's out right now for that joint, yeah. Burn Did it. you see her at the NAACP Awards last night, bro? Let's just talk about. Let's <laughs> not even talk about okay. it. Like, we've just been out here, bro. And I just need you to know, I see you. You know what I'm saying? I yeah. see you. I, I mm. see you. I love you. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, that movie, that movie was so good. Bananas! Like we yeah. really should have did like a. Like I think everybody sat at the end of the movie. And oh, the we scene. were the last one. No, we stayed in the movie theater for like an extra ten minutes. I thought it was a cutscene. And we were talking to the people in the row behind us, like, "Yo, so what you you for real? What you think that or They was like, "Nah, bro, I just don't get it." And we was all sitting there, yeah. like, it was like a big discussion, like because. We had a discussion with people out in the lobby. I know. We sat there for like 30 yeah. minutes. <laughs> and we were just sitting there like... And then when it was like... Because the first thing... The ma- first thing I made sure to do when I saw that movie was like... I need to remember that Bible verse. Because I was yeah, like... Jeremiah 11, Jer- 11. Jeremiah 11, 11. And then you saw the correspondences of 11, 11 throughout the movie at certain parts. And I was like... And he talked about... In the interview, he talked about... Not um, Jordan Peele, but the guy who acted as the dad... Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I can't remember his Mbaku. name. Um, That's his real name from now on. He um he talks about how like it's a it's a global it's a global impact and how like um the like some of the intention behind the movie was like how we don't realize how we're impacting other worlds and mm-hmm. other like we talk about like oppression and all that, but yet we walk around with phones that like. Yeah. kids make and first world problems right so like he um he harped on that and then in the movie the wall at the like the people standing up yeah he like for me it looked like the wall talking yeah. about like immigration and how like we're like yeah. trying to keep all these people out but yet we don't realize everything that we're doing within and then like the whole find yourself was yeah. my big thing like we have this society where it's like find yourself and find your passions and find and all the mirrors like the selfie culture and mm-hmm. like Jeremiah 11, 11 yeah. tied into all that if you put idols above mm-hmm. God including yourself He'll bring wrath upon you right and then also we found a small correlation to get out of remember when she when she first went into the hall of mirrors or whatever where it was like find yourself Remember when they did the whole backstory and you found out they were switched? It was like when they were younger, it was like the tethered Lupita is the one that actually wanted to get out. 
that's why she was so scared to go back and never actually wanted to go to that beach to begin with because mm-hmm. she knew exactly what was going on. Maybe so. I think that I think both yes. the movies are in a shared universe. Yeah. And I think either whatever he does next or something or it'll show some kind of connection in some small way. Um, but like, yeah, it was wild. Like, I just and then like the oh, fact so that the movie good. began and it was talking about how it was um like abandoned abandoned sewers and stuff sewers and trails or which whatever is underneath true. like miles and miles of stuff and like nobody even knows what they're for and like they only show you the that place in that one area so it's like yo yeah that's really everywhere you know what I'm saying so like yeah. We're sitting here doing this podcast, and it could be three of us sitting below us right now, sitting at the table, like, with, I don't know, sticks in their hands, acting like they're talking like us. That's crazy to me, like, all across the country at one time, and, like, that's a lot. But, like, I think it was a discussion, too, of, like, how she was saying, like, they found that they could replicate people, but that the the replicates didn't have souls, so they couldn't really control them. And And they said it was, like, a government experiment that they gave up on. Man, it was eating like raw. I was trying to like the raw like, rabbits. That yeah. was crazy. And it was Compared crazy too. To like it freaked me out when she was when they asked who are you and she's like we're Americans, and that's when like everything V was saying kind of put into perspective of a lot of things. I was like, oh, I see what you're doing, Jordan. I see exactly what you're doing. It's like yeah, I'm gonna show you. I'm I'm showing you. In the words of us, like I'm showing America what you look like. Mm-hmm. I think it for me it was also what he just said about the replication like social media we replicate who we are without yeah. our soul Yeah. and then it was also like significant to look at how um, because your your true self is the tethered person right you're portraying the person that's walking around here your true self is tethered you, yeah you, we talked about inner you're demons you're a soulless monster yeah, we talked about inner demons but then it's also like the you know, you see the thing where it's like there's a version of you. It's like the one you show to the world, mm-hmm. the one you show to your friends, and the one yeah. that no one sees is really the truth. Like, how do you really know who you are at the end yeah. of the day? Like, sometimes I just look in the mirror for long periods of time with myself, and I'm like, who are you? Like, yeah. I don't even know. You know what I'm You never did that before? Yeah. Like, deadass, like, after the pod, like, really just look at just If you look at yourself long enough, you'll start questioning everything. Like, yo... What is this? Like, who am I? Like, who are you? Like, real talk. You? Real talk. After You're not see- about to make me feel crazy because you, nah. you look at me like, nigga, what? Like, nah, real no, talk. I'm serious. Real talk. After seeing us, I'm scared to stare in the mirror for too long because I feel like I'm going to choke myself. <laughs> I like got one time I look in the mirror and my reflection moving the way I didn't move. It's a yeah. rap. I got one time to look in the mirror. <laughs> ah! I got one time to look in the mirror and I see the back of my head. Yeah, that was I'm nuts. looking forward and I was seeing the back of my head. Nah, bro. That was nuts. Y'all ain't going to lie, I scared myself the other night. Because I came out of the shower, and I don't think you were here. Like, no one was here. And I was like, I had had a paranoid moment of like, what if M'Baku's character is standing outside this bathroom door right now waiting for me in this red jumpsuit? Get out. I was, you know that's going to be the Halloween costume of the year, right? Of course. You know I'm about to go get a red jumper like right now. No, I'm just saying. <laughs> yeah. But, yo, like, I, I, saw, I saw an interview today on YouTube with... Uh, Jordan Peele, he was talking about some of the Easter eggs that he had in the movie. Yeah, he um, like he was talking about the glove. He was like, it could be one of a few things. Uh, the re- glove represents uh, one of a few things, Michael Jackson. Uh, it could represent Michael Jackson, 
or OJ Simpson. Um, Somebody had asked him about the Thriller t-shirt and how when he was creating it, the stuff with Michael Jackson hadn't came out if he would have still had the Thriller t-shirt in there afterwards. Yeah. And he said, I would have put more Thriller t-shirts in there. Yeah. And, and I also, was like... He also <laughs> said right. that... The, but he didn't uh, say it in that capacity. He said to speak to the fact that we um, glorify certain people and we don't realize what's happening behind yeah. closed doors. He also said like that... Th- he was like, Michael Jackson was like the epitome of that. Right. But at the time of the movie, yeah. it was supposed to be taking place at 85. Michael Jackson was the man. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he was, he was running the it. Top you know of the world. So, yeah. But, like, not to Vintage joints. But not to, like, wrap up the conversation on us, but let's talk about also about how this man basically was like, yo, you won't see any white leads in my movies. I I've already it. seen that movie. I yes, sir. In the. Woo! And the white delegation Woo, lost man, their minds. What if what? How Yo, dare oh, you exclude man, I us? A, oh man, it was. I know it's out of my timeline now. And when you shared, you shared something that said like when All oppression looks like what was it? When um. I gotta go. Try equality. To, it was something about oppression and inequality. Go try to find it, and man. I was like, that's a dope line. I can't remember what. It's no fun. I know I reacted to it. Um, it's, it's no fun when the rabbit got the gun. When mm. you've been, when you have a lot of privilege, I think it was some, I can't remember, but basically when you have a lot of privilege, That's privilege, <laughs> when you have a lot of privilege, privilege, when you have privilege, and you know, things start to look equal, it'll joke. feel like oppression. <laughs> it'll feel like you're yeah. getting left because out. Because here's the thing. But it's like, y'all did that. Here's the thing. That's, that, that, that's, here's the thing. Black people do everything cool. Black people make things cool. Pretty much. White people want to be a part of it. Pretty much. So when we're like, nah, you good. Pretty much. <laughs> like, no. But yet like, they exclude us. They exactly. Exclude. They exclude us. So when we tell our own stories, now you mad? Yeah, they exclude us. But when we do everything cool and they story. can't be a part of it, it's like, how dare you exclude us out of something we were going to try to gentrify? Mm. Right. Oh, I got Keep talking. I got to like, find this. It's oh, like, I share too much stuff. Like, because... That what Jordan Peele did with this movie, and then what he said of like I've seen that story, I've seen that movie, mm-hmm. of all the white actors, like yeah, yeah, you haven't seen what Jordan Peele's doing, mm-hmm. like and found it. Remember when Tim Burton came out and said that black people don't fit in with the aesthetic of his films? Remember when Woody Allen said he would never cast a black actor unless it was required? Ridley Scott once said. He wouldn't ever be able to get approval to mount a major motion picture or even receive financial financing to make a film starring someone named Muhammad so-and-so from such-and-such. Y'all want to be mad at Jordan Peele for saying he's not interested in telling white stories when your faves have been deliberately, openly excluding black people from participating in their work since the beginning of film history and y'all haven't had sh- to say. One director saying he's focusing on telling black stories and using black actors isn't oppressive to white people. And quote, when you're accustomed to privilege, equality feels like oppression. Mm-hmm. That last line is... When you're accustomed to privilege, equality feels like oppression. It's like, what? Bang, bang. Pour up the white tears. Oh, my God. We haven't had white tears in a long time. Woo, let me drink up. Let me drink up. Oh, man. So delicious. It's uh, it's so amazing to realize that it's like... (laughs) uh, My white card doesn't work. Oh, no. Please. 
My white card. My white mean. card. But, 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 I can't participate. But why? What do you mean this isn't for me? But I have black Every, friends. Everything is for me. <laughs> I voted for Obama twice. <laughs> ah, yo. <laughs> yo, but also, hold on, hold on. Also, also in the written by uh, Jordan Peele. <laughs> If I could vote, vote Obama again for a third term, I would. <laughs> right. My question is this, too, though. Like, as it pertains to get out to us, artists and, like, when they create videos and visuals for their music now and all stuff, like, um, a part of, a small part of me is, like, yeah, I love when people do high art that makes you think and have to do... At the same time, there's a there's a part of me that's like, yo, I'm tired of having to to decipher stuff, bro. You want a straightforward movie? I mean, not so much a straightforward movie, but dang, like with all the hit, like just or like if you're gonna do all the hidden stuff, like come out with the the extras or like do an interview afterwards and explain yeah. everything. But like, here's the thing, because you leaving stuff like yeah. too much stuff is open ended. But here's the thing. Here's what I think he did with Get Out. He left it up to interpretation. He made that movie for you to ask questions. Mm-hmm. Where it's like he made Get Out with like, you'll understand it at the end of this movie. He made, I feel like. this. Is I my feel there was a lot of interpretation, like perception oh, available in Get Out. Of course, of course. But at the end of the day, it's like with the difference between that and us is us is like, no, you're going to have this dialogue after like long after this movie is over with i think it's fine i mean i don't think there's anything wrong i want stuff to create dialogue but i'm just like yo like stuff can't be so open-ended that you never have any definite answer sometimes you know what i mean like i get it art is art hey man listen no one questions tarantino and we're still trying to figure out what was in that suitcase in pulp fiction That's all I'm saying. The golden box. We still try to figure out what was in that. It's crazy. It's up to interpretation. I don't know. I'm just, I think about that sometimes, like, but I don't say it out loud, but I guess I said it here, but I'm like, damn, come on, son. All the time, like, yo, just do an interview or, like, have it be in the extras, like, explain all the little things. Because I know he did it when he did Get Out. He, He did an interview with, like, GQ or something like that. Like a month after get out, I feel like he gives answers, but they still be like iffy as hell. Like, no, he just legit answered people's questions. Like, yeah, you're right. No, you're wrong. Yeah, you're right. It was like I think I saw that, but it was still kind of like I want some clear cut. Like, yo, tell me what you give me. Like, you give me the director's notes. Yeah, you putting it out, and everybody's having their own interpretations. There's a million thing pieces, but you're like the only person on the planet that actually knows what you really meant by it. I like that though. I like that though. I do too, because buddy. because that kind of applies to a lot of things because musicians do it too. Where it's like I can make an album that means it means one thing to me when I wrote it, but to you it could mean something else. I mean, all and, music is like that, it's subjective. Yeah. But what I'm, but like people that are actually trying to like do like high conceptual work yeah. that's like makes you question everything. Like every, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Uh, there's seven so, different ways. So, and I, I'm, I'm saying I'm saying this, like what people set out to do yeah. it, like intentionally. Like, so I'm saying, so, and I'm saying this in a joking manner, so you want, you're, you would enjoy if, say, Jordan Peele did a movie more like how a Spike Lee would do a movie. Nah, I need him to keep making the kind of movies he's making. Yeah. I just need you to like, come out with a book afterwards or like the do an interview hey Jordan Peele or do an interview or something where you really just be like yo this is what I meant here here and here but at the same time it would probably ruin everybody's 
whatever thoughts of it because if he actually explained it and you yeah. was way to the left, you'd probably be like, damn, Listen, I was way to the left. Jordan, Q needs answers. You know what I'm saying? You got the answers. <laughs> Jordan, Jordan, Q needs answers. I'm saying, bro, damn, like, I don't want to have to work that hard. I want to enjoy the movie. Q needs the director's the notes. Yeah, pass those up, bro. Q needs the director's notes. I'm just saying. What's up, V? Well, we gotta just start wrapping this thing up. We've been getting kind of long in the tooth, and uh, I think we've been—I don't know—we do have to start wrapping this thing up. So, dun dun dun! This is the announcement that Julian was talking about about twenty minutes ago. This is my last episode with the Shoot Your Shot podcast. You should translate it in Spanish after you're done. Wow. Why? It's only right. We may have Spanish-speaking listeners, and we don't have subtitles. Este va a ser mi último um, show. <laughs> Wait, show is the same word in Spanish. I don't know how to say show in Spanish. ¿Cómo se dice? El show. So yeah, this is my last episode. Um, I have had fun. I don't know how to say like goodbye because I'm going to see you guys all the time. Yeah. Cool. Um, but. Um, I've had an amazing time recording uh, with you all, and I appreciate you guys for joining me on the journey of creating this podcast and um, being open to collaborate with me. And I trust that you all will take it and do good things in this world. Uh, to run it into the ground. Don't do that. No. <laughs> um, no, I trust that y'all will, will do amazing things. Don't do that either. <laughs> um, Just keep talking over it. But okay. yeah, I appreciate your uh, willingness to like allow me to step back Good and times. move forward. I, I think I just need to focus on me. So. Oh, Lord. Anyways, that's it. That was my goodbye. You would think you would have more to say than that. Why? I don't know. So what are you venturing on to do? I'm not venturing on to do anything. I'm venturing on to take care of me and just you got like... You a whole other adventure. You're not going to tell the people about it? What venture? You're doing another podcast simultaneously. Oh, but that's not like a new venture. It is. No, it's not. Turn it off. <laughs> Julian. <laughs> um, but yeah, no, that's not like a new venture. That's just something that's been happening at the same time. So. So, that doesn't mean you stop listening to the podcast. No. Because me and Q will still be up here holding it Facts. down, holding it down. Facts. We got some stuff that we gonna put together. We gotta take a whole enjoy. new photo now. Whole new photo. Dang, it's cold out here. Yeah. So don't Sheesh. stop listening. It's gonna be a two-man operation. We gonna be out here. Tell your friends. Tell, tell your, your mama. mama tell, tell your, your daddy, mama's friends. Tell your mama's mamas. Tell your mama coworkers. <laughs> tell her baby daddy. Tell Whoa. the kids. Tell the other baby daddy. Tell the auntie. <laughs> tell the. Tell the weed man. <laughs> Tell everybody, tell your pastor, tell the deacons, tell everybody, subscribe, and listen to the Shoot Your Shot podcast, available on Apple Music. I'm sorry, Apple Podcast, you know what it is, same thing. 
uh, Google Play. Ooh. SoundCloud. SoundCloud. <laughs> uh, anything else? Hit them with it. You can follow us at the Shoot Your Shot Podcast. Bang. Or oh. email us at <laughs> Shoot Your Shot Podcast <laughs> at Gmail. Yo, we on Twitter at Shoot Your Shot Pod. Bang. Bang. Yeah, we're going to try to find some more things to get on to. Some more places where you can find us. Yep, yep, yep. Research. Yep. We're about to try to level up with this game, man. Really, um, take it into the next, you know what I mean? Yeah, Strategy of what we trying to do. Level but, up, uh, level up, level up. Yeah. Level up, level up, level up. Shout out to Sierra. Yeah, we're going to miss you or whatever. I'm not, because I want to see you. Um, <laughs> I see you every day, so. But, yeah. That's it. We done? Two mic show from now on. Bang, bang. Peace. Cue to George Lopez music, baby.